This Money Wise podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Healthcare Ministries, a budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate healthcare cost solution for Christians in all 50 states and around the world. You can learn more at chministries.org. Most of us make money by working a job, but there is another way to make money, and that's by putting money itself to work. Hi, I'm Rob West. Getting your money to earn more money is crucial if you're going to build a nest egg for the future. I'll explain that just ahead, then it's on to your calls on any financial topic. We look forward to hearing from you at 800-525-7000. Our lines are open, 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Well, as I'm sure you've heard me say, there are five basic things you can do with money. You can earn it, live on it, give some away, owe it to someone, a business or the government, and lastly, you can grow it for the future. So those five things are earn, live, give, owe, and grow. That's a simple framework, and it's easy to remember. Well, today I want to focus on the last one, growing your money. You know, the run-up in inflation that we've seen over the past year and a half makes it clear that finding ways to grow your money is essential. If you put money in the bank and earn a 1% or 2% annual return while inflation is running at 7% or 8% annually, well, you're falling behind, way behind. Inflation means that the money you put in the bank will have significantly less purchasing power when you take it out than when you put it in. That's why it's so important to increase the growth rate of your money to try to keep up with, or in the best possible case, to outpace inflation. So how can you do that? Well, there are many options, but each calls for investing your money somehow. The safest approach right now would be to invest in government I-bonds. The I stands for inflation. These bonds guaranteed by the U.S. government are designed to keep pace with inflation. Unfortunately, I-bonds carry restrictions, such as a $10,000 per person limit on how much you can invest each year. Further, you can't hold I-bonds in a retirement account, such as an IRA or a company-sponsored 401k plan. So to get your money growing to match or beat inflation, you have to go beyond super safe I-bonds and look to investments that grow with the economy. For most people, investing in the stock market is the easiest way to do this. I know that seems scary to some people. After all, stocks can go down as well as up. But to get your money to grow requires you to take some risk. Uh, The good news is that you can minimize the risk of investing in stocks if you spread your money across many companies and stay invested for a long time. Being broadly invested and staying the course over a long time are two key ways of reducing risk. The easiest way to broadly invest is to hold mutual funds that contain shares of many companies. Some funds hold the stock of hundreds of companies, and those funds have tended to do quite well over time. Of course, no one knows the future. This year has been a tough one for the market. So far, next year could be terrific or it could be worse. We just don't know. But history tells that those who invest broadly and steadily over a long time almost always come out ahead. Now, let me get back to the idea of putting your money to work 
for you. As your investments grow over time, the earnings on your investments can purchase more shares. Those new shares will grow and allow you to purchase still more shares. This compounding growth is what helps you keep up with or outpace inflation. The effect of compounding, given enough time, is remarkable. It can turn relatively modest investments of thousands of dollars a year into millions over a few decades. That's why compound interest is often called the eighth wonder of the world. Let me give a bit of a warning, however. Investing can foster bad things in your life, such as greed when the investment markets are performing well and fear when they're not. As a Christian investor, you need to be on your guard. Don't let greed and fear take over. Instead, seek to be a wise and faithful steward who takes a reasonable amount of risk to prepare for future needs. It's possible in investing to take excessive risk, which is why Proverbs 13:11 warns, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. It's also possible to take too little risk, which likely will result in you not being financially prepared for your later years. As a steward of what belongs to God, it's your role to find the right balance as you seek to put your money to work and make it grow. For helpful guidance in this area of investing, you can go to moneywise.org and search invest. That's moneywise.org. Just search the term invest. All right, your calls and questions on any financial topic are next. The number 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West and we'll be right back. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find daily questions to reflect on and practical exercises paired with scripture for spiritual and financial growth. Right now, you can request your copy of the Money Seeking God's Wisdom 31-Day Devotional with a gift of any amount at moneywise.org. How should we as Christians think about investing? What if we could invest our money in a way that aligns with what we believe? At Eventide, we believe it is possible to love God and love our neighbor in the very practice of investing. We design investments for performance and a better world so you can invest for the future with a sense of wholeness and purpose. We call this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at investeventide.com. Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2300 verses on money and possessions found in God's Word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. The number to get in on the conversation, 800-525-7000. 800-525-7000. Let's head to the phones. Allentown, PA. Louise, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Hello. Um, I'm retired, and I'm already on Social Security, and um, I'll be 65 in November. I got my official card and paperwork from Medicare Mm -hmm. last week, and um, my questions are, I guess, my husband is younger, and he's going to be working for at least four-plus years longer. Uh, I'm already on his very good benefits, which do not cost him anything more, whether I'm on them or not, so my is do I really need to pay that $170.10 for Part B, or can I skip paying that for the next four years without penalty? Uh, 
Yes, you can skip paying that. If you don't enroll in Medicare Part B, uh, Louise, during your initial enrollment period, which happens to be three months before and three months after the month of your 65th birthday, uh, then you would generally qualify for what they call the SCP, the Special Enrollment Period, to sign up for Parts A and B uh, anytime, as long as you or your spouse is working and covered by a group health plan through that employment. Uh, for people age 65 or older who have coverage through a group health plan, uh, there's also what's uh, considered an eight-month special enrollment uh, period that starts the month after the employment ends or the group health plan coverage ends. And so if you sign up during that special period, you don't have to pay a late penalty, which is significant. It's an additional 20% of your monthly Medicare premium each month for as long as you live. So uh, if you decide to enroll in Part B, which I would recommend after your husband retires, just make sure you sign up during that special enrollment period uh, following his separation from the company. Okay. Well, um, if he, say he loses his job or say the benefits become not so good in the next four years, um, like, do I still have that option? Yeah. So as long as he, you all are no longer covered under the group health care plan, you would have the option to enroll in that point. Okay. What if I chose not to be um, enrolled because like say the deductibles go up or, or something like that. And it would be uh, better for me than to be on part P B in a supplement. Could I do that? Or is that a no, no? Can I just decide to be off of his benefits at any time then if I want to? Yeah, uh, it's a good question, and I think the key would be the triggering events to allow you to have enrollment. We want to make sure that you don't have a late penalty as a part of that. And so I know you have that option when you're no longer covered. The question is a voluntary election. Uh, let me have my team check into that just before I weigh in on that to make sure we're giving you the right counsel, and, and we will let you know that. Uh, did you have a follow-up question on something else, Louise? I did. Um, I think it was two months ago I heard you talking about I-bonds, and I heard you say there's a 7% yield, and I didn't catch, is, is that for any of us, or how do I get that? Yeah, so with the I-bonds, uh, you have the ability to buy up to 10000 in a calendar year. You'd get them directly from the Treasury, uh, and they're electronic. The I stands for inflation. They're backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. And because of what's going on with inflation right now, it's paying a very attractive rate of 9.62%. Now, that's good through the end of October. It will adjust uh, based on CPI, and the new rate will come out in November but it'll still be very good. You've got to hold them for at least a year, and you can buy, again, up to $10,000 in electronic I-bonds per person per calendar year. So I wouldn't put your emergency fund in it, Louise, just because you can't get to it for a year, and you can't use qualified money. So we're not talking about money in an IRA or a retirement account, but if you have other funds available, uh, it's a very attractive rate with very low risk, and it would be a great option for you. You'd go to Treasury Direct dot gov uh, click on the series i bonds you'd open an account transfer the funds in and you'd be all set directory uh treasury directory dot gov and click on i bonds a I slight bonds. adjustment okay. to what you just said so treasury direct dot gov not directory treasury direct 
dot gov and then just click on the series Mm -hmm. i bonds and it's very self-explanatory there on the website is it okay all right all right okay Okay. and we'll check into Mm -hmm. that uh, voluntary uh voluntary removal from your husband's plan if you decided just to not because of separation not because the group health care plan was no longer available but you just decided you know what i'd rather get into medicare part b uh whether that's a triggering event that would allow you to do that and still not have that penalty and we'll uh, weigh in on that louise thank you for uh, calling today and checking in with us god bless you chicago illinois wmbi Jackie, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Hi, yes. Um, I was just calling. I've been hearing from different people that I can actually get rid of the, um, I, I thought it was called home insurance that I have from my, my mortgage loan. It's like a loan insurance, FHA loan. Um, I was hearing that I can get rid of that if I have like insurance already from Allstate. I already have Allstate insurance. So I was just trying to see if that's something, they said like, I've heard different people say you don't have to have the homeowner's insurance if you have insurance through someone else already. And I just wanted to make sure of that before I did anything. Okay. Uh, Yeah, the question is what type of insurance you're talking about. So there's homeowner's insurance, which protects you as the homeowner against claims against the, uh, for claims against the property. If you have damage or you need something uh, replaced, you have some sort of loss uh, related to the property, you absolutely need that. With an an FHA mortgage, uh, you have something else called a mortgage insurance uh, premium, and it, it actually protects uh, the um, home against the risk that you default. It, it protects the insurer against the risk that you default or stop making payments on your FHA loan. So the Federal Housing Administration or FHA, FHA insures your FHA loan in the event this happens and you wind up uh, being unable to pay it back. And the uh, premium for that is what covers the cost of that insurance. Now, uh, you have the ability in some cases to drop that MIP, the mortgage insurance premium, and it has to do with uh, the origination date of your loan. So um, does that help to clarify which you're talking about? Is it the mortgage insurance that's covering uh, your inability to pay? which really does nothing for you, or the homeowner's insurance, which is the policy you need to cover you in the event of a loss related to your home. Okay, so I guess I was referring to the one, the uh, mortgage insurance that I I didn't have to have, I can get rid of. Yes. So you do want to get rid of that if you you can. Uh, Do you know uh, when the origination date was of your loan? What year? Um, 2011. Okay. So if you fall uh, in the between 2001 and, and June of 3rd of 2013, it will be automatically canceled once you reach a loan to value ratio of 78%. Uh, so if you take the original, uh, you know, uh, amount that you borrowed uh, times uh, 78%, that would be the balance that you would need to pay it down to. Uh, and at which, uh, which point you would automatically have that mortgage insurance premium canceled. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> you are welcome, Jackie. We appreciate your call today. God bless you. And we'll be back with more calls on Money Wise. 
God's Word is packed with life-changing wisdom about your finances. And MoneyWise is here to help you and millions of others learn to be wise stewards. As a nonprofit organization, we rely on help from MoneyWise patrons, supporters of this mission, to help us continue and expand our outreach. Has God provided financial answers for you through this ministry? If so, please consider becoming a monthly MoneyWise patron. Visit MoneyWise.org and click Give on the homepage. For 30 years, Sound Mind Investing has been helping Christians reach their financial goals with step-by-step guidance for investors at every stage, from those just getting started to those getting ready for retirement. Through scriptural principles and practical suggestions, SMI offers financial wisdom for living well. More information, including a short video webinar on profit and peace of mind, no matter what's happening in the market, is available at soundmindinvesting.org. Welcome to MoneyWise. I'm Rob West, your host, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we take your calls and questions from all across the country. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Back to the phones we go. Joe is in Northwest Arkansas. Joe, you're next on the program. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on my will and trust um, today, uh, putting the information in, and I was wondering about an IRA. If I leave that to my sister, will she have to pay taxes on that? Yeah, she will. Money, right? Yeah, she will as the money comes out. So with a traditional IRA, any amount you withdraw is subject to ordinary income taxes. And as a non-spouse, uh, there's several options in terms of uh, how they take that out. So if the account holder is, uh, was under 72, you can open in what's called an inherited IRA. The funds would be transferred into that, held in her name, and then she would take it out either through what's called the life expectancy expectancy method, where the annual distributions are spread over your single life expectancy, which is determined by your age and the calendar year following the year of death, and then reevaluated each year, uh, or through the 10-year method, which essentially, um, you know, takes the account uh, out over 10 years, at which point it would be fully distributed. Uh, it could be uh, taken out as a lump sum all at once. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, most often not what folks do because it may move you up into a higher tax bracket because all of it would be taxable in one year. Now, in, in any of these cases, you don't, as an inherited IRA, uh, incur that 10% penalty that you would typically when you take a withdrawal from an IRA under uh, 59 and a half, but it will need to be taken out. And because to your point, it's pre-tax money as it comes out, it's uh, subject to ordinary income taxes. So it would just be added to her taxable income for the year. What if I was to leave that IRA money to like a charity, would they have to pay taxes? Uh, no. So, uh, when you leave uh, an IRA to charity, um, they will not. Uh, so it's it's payable. Uh, you know, a lot of times we hear that done through what's called a, a charitable distribution, which has to do uh, with the um, amount that you would send to a charity, and they miss out on uh, you know any kind of, of taxable income as the assets are sold. So that's another way to consider uh, you, you know your estate plan if you factor that in. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm considering that option too, 
And yeah. the option we're leaving it to my sister was called an, an inherited IRA, you said? Well, right. You would just designate her as a beneficiary uh, and you, you'll list your beneficiaries on the IRA account. That passes outside of probate. So upon your death, it would be automatically uh, passed to the beneficiary. The beneficiary would open what's called an inherited IRA. And uh, that amount um, would be uh, coming into that account. And then she, at that point, between her and the IRS, she would have to, uh, you know, take it out based on one of those two methods, either or three, lump sum, the 10-year, or the life expectancy. Okay. Okay. That, that sounds good. All right. That Very- answers my question. Thank you so much. Excellent. You're welcome, Joe. All the best to you as you think about how you want to handle this uh, moving forward. Um, And, uh, you know, I know as you get some good counsel, uh, if you're thinking about other issues related to your wealth transfer and estate plan, uh, make sure you seek out a godly estate planning attorney. We appreciate your call. Uh, Bernie's in Chicago. Bernie, you're next on the program. Go right ahead. Oh yeah, I uh, I had I had a, a, another job and I had four hundred one k, but I was I was only there for four years, and I just I accumulated like seven thousand dollars. Now I I, they, I no longer work there, and I have another job. They have four hundred one k, but they don't match anything. So I was just wondering, like your advice, like well, what what could I do with it, or what what should I do with it? The banks say sometimes it's it's not enough money to do something with, but I I don't know what else to do with it. Yeah, very good. Uh, Are you planning to continue to contribute to one of these, either directly to an IRA or this 401k that doesn't match at your new employer? Uh, No. Okay. Uh, What is your age, Bernie? I'm 62. Okay. And how long do you plan to continue to work? Uh, I mean, with help wise, I'm hope, hopefully as long as I can, but yeah. maybe until they're 66, you know, the, the age at, uh, uh, you know, 66 and a half is what I was told I could retire at. But. Yeah, 66 or 67 would be your full retirement age. Uh, do you have any other retirement assets besides this, this 7,000 in the 401k? Uh, I don't have that. I have a savings account. Okay. All right. Well, what I would probably do, Bernie, is roll this over to an IRA, an individual retirement account, and then you could start contributing to that. I think if, if you have the ability to limit your lifestyle spending and carve out some surplus, uh, I'd probably you know start putting in as much as you can each year into that IRA so you could build that up to have that as a nest egg so that in you know four or five years when you're looking at possibly retiring from paid work, you have something that you could use to supplement your income. Um, but given that the current employer doesn't offer any matching, I'd love to see you do that through an IRA. If you wanted kind of an automated solution for that, you could use one of the robo-advisors. So you could open that IRA at uh, Schwab with their Schwab Intelligent portfolios. You could use Betterment. These would uh, you put together a low-cost index portfolio that basically uses exchange-traded funds to capture the broad moves of the market. So you'd be highly diversified, international and domestic, large cap, small cap. At your age, you'd have some bond exposure as well. 
And then as you roll that 401k in, that money would fund that account. And then you could add to it over the age of $57,000 this year up to that amount. And then you could do that again next year and in the years moving forward. So that'd probably be the way that I'd go. Open an IRA, roll the 401k in, and by not taking it out, you won't generate any taxable event there because it'll just go right into the IRA, which is also a qualified account. And the two uh, companies that I mentioned to look at for a robo-advisor would be the Schwab Intelligent Portfolios or Betterment. Either of those would be low cost and give you high diversification. And it's more of a hands-off approach, which would be nice, especially with this amount of money. Bernie, we appreciate your call. All the best to you in the days ahead. Well, before we run today, I want to ask you about how you think about money. Do you control how you spend it, save it, and give it? Or does it seem to control you? Well, every day we talk about what the Bible has to say about money and how important it is to have a plan for how we manage it. If you haven't already done so, let me recommend that you check out the free MoneyWise app and let it help you get started on building a plan and working that plan so you control your money rather than it controlling you. You can find links to it on our website at moneywise.org. I'm Rob West. Many thanks to our amazing broadcast team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.